As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sif Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker, well, technically a strip mall, in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that spent its summer indoors watching make-believe, it's Sif Pop. How was that, Phil? <laughs> I was wondering how you are going to intro the, si- the well, show. Well, we're in a strip mall, technically. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm Aaron Dicer from yourmoviefriend.com, usually joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Uh, Each week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And I guess we should start there, Phil. Uh, Some of the first things to get out of the way. Number one, this may sound a little bit different to you. We are recording from a different location. I already mentioned we're actually in a strip mall in the heart of the Ozarks (laughs) right now. Uh, Hanging out with my buddy Phil from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, Welcome, Phil, by the way. I don't feel like you got your round of applause. Oh, thank you. It's Phil from the Horrible Movie Podcast. It's it's good to be here. Uh, That's the the sound of one man clapping. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so we're recording where you guys usually record Horrible Movie Podcasts because our studio at Studio DNA is in the midst of a move and there's always resetting settings to a new room, getting the echo out, all that kind of fun stuff that goes on. So uh, this week we thought we'd record here. Next week, uh, I'm going to be out of town. And so hoping for a special edition of Sif Pop from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm actually going to be at a Wizard Con uh, there, which is a conference with the guys from uh, CinemaSins. Oh, cool. Uh, invited me to come down and do some panels, those kind of things. So awesome. it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'd love to see you in Nashville, by the way, if you can make it out to Nashville. Uh, next weekend, but I'm not sure what we're doing for Sif Pop Podcast. Hoping, hoping for a special edition from there. So not sure what that'll be like. But two weeks from now, on uh, September 15th, hopefully we'll be back in the brand new studio for Sif uh, Pop, where its new home will be. So that's the number one thing that's going on. Then also uh, this week, dealing with the absence of Andrew, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. In fact. Um, you know, we do the Do We Care. This will be kind of in substitution for Do We Care, kind of a We Care Deeply, like, you yeah, know, we yeah, talk yeah. about those kind of things. Andrew's going through some rough stuff, 
And I wanted to let you guys know that so you can be thinking about him, praying for him. If you know, if you're a praying person, those kind of things. Um, last week, uh, he checked himself into a mental health facility uh, to fight to get healthy. And I don't need to go into the details here on the podcast. You can hear it from him. He actually released a video on his YouTube page on his YouTube channel. So you can hear directly from Andrew kind of what he's going through and what this next little bit's going to be like. Um, none of us really know what it's going to be like, how long it's going to last, those kind of things. He's one of the sweetest guys I know. Uh, he's been honest about this battle both on the show and off the show. Uh, I deeply hurt for my friend, but I'm so proud of him for seeking help and health. Yeah. And if you deal with mental health issues, um, you know, whether it be anxiety or depression or, or anything, um, I hope that's an example. You know, I hope this moment and what he's going through can be an example for, for you or, or anyone to seek help. You know, um, you don't have to go through it alone. Thank you so much for being awesome and supportive for, for this podcast and to Andrew. Uh, we appreciate it. If you want to send some love his way, I'm sure he would appreciate that, whether it's through a YouTube comment or, you know, Facebook message or however you might, you know, Twitter, whatever you might want to to get in touch. Um, I'm sure he would appreciate that. In light of his stepping away for a bit, uh, I am going to leave the co-hosting chair of Sif Pop open indefinitely for his return. Uh, if whenever that may be, uh, it's his to come back to um, each week until then, it will just be me and a guest guru. So just like we have guest gurus come in, uh, it'll just be uh, me and a guest guru, maybe on occasion two guest gurus, probably not, probably just going to be kind of a two person thing, you know, from here on out, I think it'll be fine. Um, so that's going to happen from here until uh, Andrew's ready to return. Uh, if he is, but I wanted to be honest and upfront with you about that because I know Andrew would want to be honest and upfront with you uh, about that. So uh, thank you for um, for your support of both this podcast and specifically of him as he gets help and goes through this time. So wanted to bring that to your attention. Not an easy thing, you know, especially we like to have a lot of fun here, you know, and it's it's just it's real life, you know, and real life has both fun and the stuff you got to go through. So we thought that that get, get that out to you guys. Yeah, and I, I know Andrew will probably listen to this eventually um, when he can. Yeah. And, um, you know, Andrew, we we miss you already, and we're praying for you. Uh, you know, hopefully you're, by the time you're hearing this, you're, you're feeling better, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're definitely missed on the show, and I'm sure your friends and all, you, I mean, he has a huge YouTube following. Like, all these people, you know, are really rooting for him, so uh, I hope he's, he's feeling better already. I sent him a message already through Facebook, not knowing when he'll get that, because um, mm -hmm. he said in his own video, go watch the video. It's 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 a good um, you know kind of sign off slash update from him on YouTube. But um, you know he does say that he doesn't have access to a computer for a while. So I sent him a message through via Facebook and just don't know when he'll receive that. But I know that you know, when he does, hopefully it encourages him. So, well, thank you, Phil, too, for yeah, being yeah. here and being the first guest guru to, yeah. to, you know, come on in the kind of new format here for a little bit. Sure. Uh, excited for this show. Of course, we've got buried treasure coming at the end. We'll do, we've got a sift quest that we're excited to get to in this episode as well. The rest of the episode is going to be dedicated to the summer sum game awards. <laughs> now you may not even remember the summer sum game because we started it at the beginning of the summer. This is one of those contests that lasts all summer long. 
along. Uh, you picked your top 10 movies of the summer, like predictions for what the top 10 movies of the summer would be at the United States domestic box office. So these are the, the movies that made the most money in the U.S., the top 10. And then we assigned points. If you got one exactly right, you got 10 points. Uh, if it was one off, you got seven. If it was two off, you got six, you know, kind of like that to see who had the best predicting abilities <laughs> in the summer sum game. Well, it is over. It is September now, and it ran through uh, yesterday. And so we have totaled up the the points. We know the winners. We're going to give a winner for both gurus because we had several gurus who participated. Not you, Phil. I don't think you ever got I any know. I'm choices. Sorry. So. <laughs> Uh, as well as overall winner. And I think there were about 50 people that played this summer. Oh, so wow. yeah, a good group of people got in some picks. So I'm excited to get through this. Before we get into that, though, let's just take a look at what the top 10 ended up being okay. in the summer and talk about these movies kind of piece by piece. Now, Phil, you said brand new dad, don't get a chance to go to a lot of movies. How many movies did you actually see this summer? Uh, this summer, uh, I may be forgetting one, but I can think of definitely four that I saw this summer. So, okay. Not even close to ten. <laughs> just, just, we're only covering the top these ten. Are, these are Phil's top four <laughs> movies of the summer. And, Coming in at number four. And, and it's going to be very predictable for people who know me. I, I did see all the, the big superhero movies because that's always going to be a priority okay, so for me. Okay, so Wonder Woman, Guardians, Spider-Man. Yeah, was there, was there a fourth one? No. Okay, so I saw all three of those. Um, then, unless you consider, I don't think you'd consider any of the others. Would you consider The Mummy a superhero uh, movie? I don't know. I think so. I think those are really the only superhero. Certainly the only Marvel DC ones. Yeah. And then unfortunately, I, I had the not privilege of watching the Emoji movie. <laughs> so so <at> number four <laughs> is the Emoji movie. Uh, yeah, no, the Emoji movie is at my number, you know, whatever. Emoji movie, by the way, came in number 14. As far as money making movies this summer, that's a which, surprise. Which actually is, I mean, that's a lot yeah. for. I mean, that's more than Alien Covenant. Uh, no, that is my fifth movie. So I did. I actually did see five. You yeah. saw Alien Covenant. I saw Alien Covenant okay. as well. And and the fact that is Emo this how the show's going to go? I'm just keep mentioning movies. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, it's oh, yeah, six. I oh, actually, one I saw that one too. <laughs> uh, the fact that Emoji Movie topped Alien Covenant is astounding to me. Yeah, I don't understand how that happens. Um, it topped Baywatch. It topped it topped Atomic Blonde. Uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty incredible, kind of what happened. So, as far as me, I'll give you, um, you know, kind of as we're as we're looking through these movies, um, we'll go over the top ten and and talk about them. Um, but before we do, I wanted to give kind of my favorites. You mentioned those are the ones you saw. Here are some of my favorites that happened this summer that didn't make the top ten. I just figured you can kind of throw them out there just so you know there was some there was some good stuff. Uh, the Big Sick is one ended up at number 25, which really for as a limited release as it had, that's pretty impressive. It's a great comedy, great movie. One I think uh, you definitely might want to watch. Uh, Atomic Blonde, I mentioned, was another one that ended outside the top 10 that you might find interesting. Uh, that was at number 18. Captain Underpants was surprisingly good. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed that. That came in at uh, number 16. And Annabelle Creation came in at number 12. And I'm not a horror movie guy, so mm. I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I could respect the filmmaking that went into it enough to say if you are a horror person, that's definitely one from this summer that you probably want to take a look at too. And then right outside the top 10, Baby Driver came in at number 11. Which and that was, that oh, I love that movie. That was a lot of fun. 
Uh, so yeah, so those are some that I thought I'd mention, you know, kind of his favorites, uh, Logan Lucky, I guess I should mention as well. That's way down there at number 33. Uh, but that's another great one I enjoyed. Uh, Detroit is certainly worth watching. Uh, Wind River is worth watching. So there have been some really good movies, especially towards the end of the summer that have come out, but not a lot of them of these movies specifically making a ton of money over the course of those three or four months. So you ready to go into the top 10? Sure, let's do it. All right, here's how it ended up. Uh, let's go from number one down. We'll just go down and talk about it. Uh, big surprise at number one. Nobody expected this. In fact, when I say nobody, I mean in our contest, literally nobody had this at number one. Oh, wow. Wonder Woman wow. was the top money-making movie So 50 different the summer. entries, zero of them had one. Correct. Woman. Wow. Correct. In fact... Uh, let me see if I can pull up the actual stats here. Uh, Wonder Woman was chosen by, uh, looks like 42 of the 50 people had Wonder Woman. So there are eight people that didn't even have Wonder Woman in their top 10 or wild cards. Yeah. Uh, the highest it was ranked was number two. Um, and there was only one person that even ranked it that high. So... Yeah, people weren't expecting this to do as well as it did. And how could you think any other way after the DC's track re- awful track record? Right, of, of yeah. Late, so. even, even if it's good, which it was, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, you still would think, of course, DC, I mean, it's not like even Batman versus Superman didn't make loads of cash. You know, yeah, yeah. people do go see these movies. So, But I did not think it would be Guardians. Well, it's a new actress, and uh, had the, had the director of Wonder Woman done a lot? I didn't recognize Patty her name. Jenkins. Yeah, uh, she'd done. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. She's done a couple things. Okay, uh, Monster. I think she did with Charlize uh, Theron. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which, you know, well-respected movie, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think, other than that, I really don't think she's done anything until so, here, but she obviously knows what she's doing. Relatively new director, uh, very new actress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people knew her from Batman v Superman, but other than that, hadn't seen her in probably a whole lot, uh, even, though, even though I'm sure she's done some other stuff. Gal Gadot. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, what a what a surprise. I mean, when when the reviews started coming in and it was all praise i was mm-hmm. i was shocked i i wasn't expecting that at, at all not even close and I, it's one it's one of the themes i love about this summer as we talk about it more good movies did well and yeah. movies that weren't as good didn't do as good as they thought they would do i like that i like that the mm. quality of films is impacting the money they make because it's not always that way you know we talked about batman versus superman and how much money it made even though it's an awful movie in my, I guess I have to say, in my opinion, I see. <laughs> I know there are some BVS, you know, defenders out there, um, but this summer seems like if you didn't put out a good movie, you you didn't make what you probably could have. And in this case, you put out a good movie and you made more than people thought you would. So yeah, uh, coming in at number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That's the one I think most people suspected would end up winning uh, the summer. In fact, uh, everybody in the game had it somewhere on their list. Uh, so all 50 people had it somewhere. Uh, and a good portion of that, I can even tell you how many uh, had it at number one. Um, looks like 32 of the 50 had it at number one on their list. So, And most of the others had it at number two. Number two. I think nobody had it below number three. Uh, so this was expected to do well, but, uh, came in at number two and another great, I, I really enjoyed guardians as well. So glad to see it do well. I can't remember what your feeling was on that one versus the first one. Um, I think the first one, the first one is, is more magical for me because it's fresh and it's new, right? Yeah. Uh, but the second one hangs on to so much of that, that I, I can't, you know, I don't, if I don't 
there's not much difference between the two for me as far as I just think they're great part A, part B of following these people. Right. So That's exactly what I told my wife after I, I saw it was um, the first one w- was all new characters and quir- and quirkiness and introductions that you just can't duplicate. Uh, so right. You, yeah. You only get that first impression once. And I kind of felt about the same way about it as I did the first Avengers movie versus Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was a fantastic movie. I loved it, but it didn't have that same kind of sheen that the first one had just because mm-hmm. you already know all these guys. You've already seen them fight by, side by side together. And so I kind of felt that way about the second Guardians movie. I loved it. It was hilarious. Um, really, really enjoyed my time with it. But um, it, it wasn't uh, as special, I guess, as the first one. And I yeah. think there's, that's unavoidable. But yep. what a fantastic movie. I loved it. Number three, Spider-Man Homecoming. Another great movie. I love the top three movies. Uh, I think they all were really good. Um, so that's, you know, this is another fun movie. Uh, I may have enjoyed Spider-Man as much, if not more, than Guardians. Uh, it mm-hmm. was there was a lot to like there. So, uh, coming in at number three, there were several people that had that exactly right, uh, putting it at number three. Uh, most people had it either at number one, number two, or number three. So people knew that that was going to do well. Uh, there were two people who did not have it on their list at all. Um, number four for the summer was Despicable Me Three. I would say this is probably a surprise. Would you? I think a lot of people knew that this was going to make a bunch of money. Um, but, uh, and certainly on our list, uh, when I look at it, this is the one that most people had exactly right. Oh, really? The, okay. There was no movie that more people had exactly right more than Despicable Me at number four. Okay. And I think it's just because it was the next one after those big three superhero movies that people thought, okay, this one's going to make a lot of money too, being an animated sequel. It's pretty uh, much the biggest things. animated movie for the summer, um, right? I, I'm not – well, Cars 3, I guess, would be another one. But, it's, but this is the – certainly it made the most money, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, after watching Minions, which I did not really <laughs> favor that much, um, I wasn't sure how Despicable Me 3 would do. I, would, would it be more like the second movie in the trilogy mm-hmm. or would it be more like Minions? So I actually I – w- I probably would have had it a little bit lower than 4. Um but it sounds like most of our gurus were getting that one right. Well, and uh, I would I did have it lower than four, and that is why I did very poorly in the summer sum game. We'll get to the <laughs> details on that shortly, although I've made no qualms about the fact that I did not do well this summer. Um, so, yeah, so that comes in at number four, and again, a lot of people getting that one right. Number five was Dunkirk. This was a big surprise. Uh, Not a lot of people had this on their list at all. Uh, Several people had it in their um, honorable, not honorable mention, wild card picks. You get three wild card picks as well. And there were just like 10 people that actually had it in their top 10. And I think one person had it in at number five. So, you know, uh, that is that. And again, great movie that shows some financial success for being a great movie. And I, that's just so encouraging to me. I mean, we know Nolan's a great filmmaker, but that doesn't necessarily mean audiences are going to want to go see those movies. But, you know, in this case, they did. You think this was was more word of mouth? Like, after hearing that it was really good, people started I think a lot of it or? has to be word of mouth, right? Like, 
that if, if movies that are, you know, are getting poorly reviewed or, you know, wonderfully reviewed are having an impact at the box office, I think we're seeing the return of the value of word of mouth, which really never went anywhere. I mean, it is the, I mean, think about your own life, right? There's no better indication as to whether or not you're going to enjoy or not like a movie than somebody you know and trust, you know, giving you their opinion and word of mouth, you know, have a friend come up to you and go, Dunkirk was really great. That's the best promotion that movie could ever have. Yeah. There's no trailer. There's no poster. There's no anything better than a friend coming up to you and going, that movie is awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't have to tell you why. You're just like, yeah, we're cool. We're on the same wavelength usually. Let's, you know, let's do it. Yeah, and and then like you said, the Christopher Nolan thing. I th- I think a lot of people just go see whatever he puts out. Mm-hmm. So maybe people under, underestimated how much his name would would sell the movie. Now we get to uh, one of the ones that didn't do as well as people thought. This was some one that a lot of people had in the three, four, maybe five range. Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, and it's nice to see it to drop a little bit, you know, because the quality of those movies have been dropping. Although this, for me, was one of the better one of the better pirates movies. Kind of return to form, which isn't, you know, saying a lot. I, I mean, I loved the first one. The others have been pretty awful. So for it to go up from there wasn't a hard thing to do. But I did think it was better than the more recent ones. Aren't they making more? Like, is oh, of course they're making more. It's that. I mean, even at number six, it made one hundred and seventy-two million dollars. Yeah. So they're printing money, I guess. Every time they just put slap that name on a, a movie, it's going to do fine. I guess I should be giving totals too. That might be interesting for people. Wonder Woman yeah. ended up at four hundred and six million. Over four hundred million dollars, just in the U.S. Yeah, just in the U.S. Yeah. over the over the summer. Guardians ended up at three eighty nine, so that was a close battle. I think Wonder Woman passed Guardians like three weeks ago. Okay, so it was it was coming right down to the wire with that. Uh, Spider Man ended up at three twenty, so those three were the only three that made more than three hundred million because Despicable Me three was two fifty five. And then everything else was below 200. So only those top four even made over 200. 174 for Dunkirk, 172 for Pirates. So Very Dunkirk close. just barely squeaked by Pirates, and we're glad it did. I can't. I just can't believe they're still making Pirates movies, and I guess they'll just keep going until Johnny Depp says no. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> uh, they'll keep going after Johnny Depp uh, yeah. says no. I I believe that as long as uh, somebody's willing to put on a a hat and a parrot, they'll they'll keep <laughs> they'll keep rocking the Pirates movies. Uh, number seven, lower than I thought. This was my big prediction of the summer was that Cars three was going to do better than everybody thought. Um, because of the Pixar magic touch, but turns out I'm very biased and <laughs> everybody else was right. It did not do, uh, you know, ended up at number seven. I think that's about where most people thought it would end up. So Despicable Me 3 made $100 million more than Cars 3. Yep, over $100 million more. Yeah. That's crazy to me. And I, I, I thought Cars 3 would give Despicable Me 3 a run for its money. Yeah. But both nope. The, both the I, third movie in the franchise and... Well, but I think for whatever reason... And maybe it's the Pixar effect. People expect so much from Pixar, right? Uh, I think Cars 2 really hurt that franchise more than the Minions movie did for, you know, the Despicable Me franchise. Of course, Minions movie isn't technically a Despicable Me movie. Right. You know, otherwise we would that would have been Despicable Me 4 that came out this year. But I don't know. So, yeah, Cars 3 ends up um, just barely squeaking out at uh, number seven. So, uh, Cars 3 into number seven. Number eight, I think this is probably fairly where people thought it would be, at least at the predictions we had. War for the Planet of the Apes uh, at $143 million, just under Cars 3 at $149 million. Uh, what a great movie. I feel like this is one where everybody was like, what a great movie, and then a week later, 
like nobody was even talking about it anymore. <laughs> I feel like it just came and went. I just feel like, you guys remember that Apes movie? It was pretty awesome. Yeah, from what I'm looking at it, it made about a third of its movie just in its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of... Which isn't too uncommon yeah. these days. Um, but I, I loved the first two movies, man. I, that's another one. I didn't put it on my Sif Shane because it's like it's a recent movie and mm-hmm. all that. But that is one movie that I'm really, really excited. That's the next one movie I want to see. So, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I, I just I love the Andy Serkis uh, mocap and all the the audio effects and just the storyline is incredible. I'm trying yeah. to convince my wife to see them because <laughs> like when she thinks Planet of the, when she sees Planet of the Apes or yeah. sees the name whatever she just thinks dumb movie old cheesy uh, Charlton yeah, Heston yeah and stuff. I, I said if you, if you have seen even just scenes from the old movies you've got to completely switch your brain because yeah. it is a completely different franchise from what it used to be so uh in at number nine Transformers the last night <laughs> this, 130 million this movie should not be on the top 10 <laughs> I mean I know but I know why it predicted is. it to be you know number three or number four this is a big surprise too and if you're and pr- talking just box office it makes sense because these movies mm. always do well yeah but as far as like deserving to be on the top 10, I, I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, it's nice to see it down this low. Um, 130 million is still 130 million too much, uh, but hopefully <laughs> it'll, it'll give them pause with that uh, Transformers expanded universe 13 movie thing that they're talking about. Although, listen, honestly, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Every movie gets a chance in my book. Uh, you know, it's it just, I think you can be cautious but at the same time, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch it, and who knows? I want to try to go in as much as possible with an open mind, and if they make a great Transformers movie, I will be the first to say so and be super excited. So I, Obviously, I didn't see this one, but I did see the fourth movie in the franchise, which I'm the name is escaping me right now. But we did the fourth movie on our podcast, The Horrible Movie The Horrible podcast. Movie Podcast. Let's <laughs> be clear. It was very deserving of that. And then I saw the reviews for The Last Night coming in even lower. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, Number 10, the biggest surprise on the list. Not a single person in the entire contest had this movie anywhere on their list. Not a single person. Girls Trip cracks the top 10. I don't know what this movie is. I, I've, I've, it's about a girl's trip, Phil. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what it is? This is the first time that I've heard those two words spoken together in a long time. So I, I, I don't know what that movie is about. The comedian's name. Uh, I was aware of this movie for a while because of her. When I was in Los Angeles last year, my friend and I, whenever I go to Los Angeles, I always look around for just like fun tickets to go see something for free because all the tickets in Los Angeles are free to go see these shows because they need audiences for these productions, right? So she was doing, Tiffany Haddish, I think is her name. Okay. So she was doing a live comedy special. In fact, her comedy special actually just came out last week. I haven't even watched it yet. I was in the audience. <laughs> the cameras were on us several times. I know they're going to edit me laughing hysterically at a really inappropriate <laughs> joke. I know that's happening. I just haven't watched the, the special yet. Uh, so Tiffany Haddish had her you know, stand-up special, and she is in this movie. And so she was talking about you know, filming Girls Trip or, or you know, whatever. So uh, it's just one of those come out of nowhere. You know, People laugh. People like to laugh and have a good time, and people mm-hmm. laughed and had a good time at this. It is the only one on the top ten I haven't seen. Uh, it did not make the, whatever two I was going to review that week. And I have a list of movies I have to catch up on and it's, it's there. So it's a rarity for me where I'm just like, 
I don't even know what to tell you what I think about this movie because I didn't even get a chance to see it. So it's a, 109 million just eking out over Baby Driver in at number 11. So uh, I'm reading that its budget was about 20 million, 19, 20 million. So yeah. it, it made pretty good money. Uh, I'm, I'm literally like, I have no idea what this movie is even about. So. It's about a girl's trip, Phil. Uh, I think I already told you that. I don't know why you keep saying you don't know what it's about. So there you go. There are the top 10 movies of the summer. Uh, so we put those in the formula. We compare those to what everybody did, and we get the summer sum game winners. Uh, thanks, first of all, before we even go into this uh, any further, for participating in these fun contests. I love the fact that we could throw something out and a bunch of people like put their guesses in, have a good time with it. Uh, our Oscar party was really fun last year, you know, Know, kind of seeing what everybody was guessing. Um, so I I really love this stuff. So thank you for participating. Um, next thing up will probably be the Oscar party. We'll probably just do those two contests every year. We'll probably do the, the Oscar game and the Summer Sum game. Um, but uh, we've got some winners. You ready to hear some winners? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's start with the gurus. The Summer Sum game guru winners uh, in order from let's, – let's, let's just do the top five gurus uh let's see well no, let's, they're gurus they deserve to be publicly shamed all right so <laughs> these are the people that are supposed to know what they're talking about uh curious low came in last out of everybody gurus <laughs> included uh jonathan paula uh came in next uh, to the last uh daniel posey then andrew was fourth from the last uh then jack from the horrible movie podcast was fifth from the last then me uh, sixth from the last. So we're all not doing well, but then <laughs> you get to actually, technically I came in fifth. So, you know, out of the gurus, there you go. Um, then Jesus from Jesus take the real Devon. Yeah. He came in number four, uh, Barrett from cinema sins, uh, music video sins came in number three, actually tied. So technically tied for number two amongst the gurus, uh, with Sean from geek point. Okay. And then the number one guru by a long shot, was Chris from Cinema Sins? Wow! Uh, and he actually was num tied for number one overall as well. So congratulations wow. to Chris from Cinema Sins, uh, scoring a whopping fifty nine points. <laughs> Chris, by the way, had uh, got a point for Dunkirk as a wild card. He had Guardians at number one, which gave him seven points. Spider-Man Homecoming at number two, which gave him seven points. Wonder Woman at number three, which gave him six points. Nailed Despicable Me. Mm -hmm. So that gave him 10 points. Um, let's see. War for the Planet of the Apes gave him six points. Pirates of the Caribbean gave him seven points. Despic Wait, hold on. Did he have a Despicable Me on here twice? Uh -oh. No, he had, no, no, no. He had... Uh, wait, I went down to the wrong one. Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Transformers gave him five points. Pirates gave him seven. He had Cars at number eight for seven points. He had the Dark Tower at number nine. Didn't get any points for that. The Dark Tower did really bad. Yeah. And then he had Rough Night at number 10. What? What is Rough that movie? Rough Night. <laughs> Chris, feeling like Rough Night was going to do work, uh, but it did not. I, I'm showing Rough Night as number 31. Yes, the, that is correct. On the box office. That list. is correct. Uh, and I misspoke. He actually had Dunkirk at number five and got all 10 points for that. So yeah, he yeah. Nailed, nailed Dunkirk. So he nailed two movies, uh, Dunkirk and... Um, Despicable, right? Yes. Dunkirk and Despicable Me both. And the other ones were just like one or two off. 
Yeah, so he he had a really good run, and uh, for his wild cards, he didn't score any wild card points, mainly because most of his were in the the top ten. But the house he had his wild card, Baywatch he had his wild card, which I can't blame him. And Captain Underpants he had his wild card. None of those scored any points for him. So uh, there you go. Congratulations, Chris. Great I card. I wasn't keeping track necessarily, but I think he had like eight or nine on his list. Like. That yeah, one, two, three, was not, four, five. Six. Yeah, he actually his first eight were, and then nine and ten weren't. Dark Tower okay. and, and right, Rough right. Night. Yeah, so eight out of ten were just correctly on the list at all, and they were all pretty close too. Uh, before we go on, you want me to humiliate myself? I can humiliate sure, myself. Let's do it. Uh, I had Guardians at number one, got seven points for that. Spider Man okay. at number two, got seven points for that. And then the pain begins. <laughs> uh, had Cars three at number three, so Ooh. I only got four points for that. Uh, I did nail Despicable Me. I was one of the many who nailed Despicable Me at number four. Uh, I had Transformers at number five, so I only got four points for that. I had Baywatch Ooh. at number six. Woof. I knew that was going to kill me <laughs> when I picked it. Uh, I just had such hope for The Rock. That movie was apparently really bad. So. Uh, there ain't no apparently about it. It was awful. <laughs> Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes uh, came in at, uh, I had it at number seven and got seven points for that. I had Wonder Woman at number eight. Wow. So I only got a point for that. Uh, I had Pirates at number nine. I only got five points for that. And I did manage to put Dunkirk in my top ten. I had it at number ten, so I did get three points for that. Uh, Then none of my wild cards came through. Uh, My wild cards were The Mummy, which... I'm kind of surprised it didn't come in in the top yeah, 10. Tom you got Cruise. Tom Cruise. You got a big expanded universe, but nope, nothing there. Alien Covenant I had as one of my wild cards. Yeah. I, that might come through. Again, that's one of the five that I did see this summer. I liked it for the most part. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do realize that fans of the series are not necessarily going to be enthralled with it. Like right. it's, it's just kind of different. It's it's a diverge, diverging uh, you know, path from I think where they've gone in yeah. the past. I'm actually really liking or the prequel a stuff. Pre-verging. Path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really liking the prequel stuff. But I went with um, a friend of mine who is a long, long time fan since you know since the early movies, and he did not like it. So I, I find it very frustrating because there are parts of it I find brilliant, mm-hmm. uh, especially Alien Covenant. There were there were some. It just scratches the surface of some really interesting thought stuff. Yeah. but it's not willing to go there it just you know it just it goes back and forth between you know horror you know sci-fi thing which if you want to be that be that but then it'll do 15 minutes on philosophical stuff and that stuff just scratches the surface and doesn't really co you know it's not cohesive it's like there is a great movie in there somewhere it's Mm -hmm. just not there on the screen yeah um so i find it frustrating and you ready for my third wild card sure the emoji movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought it would do well. I now listen, this doesn't mean I thought it was gonna be a good movie. Let's be right. very clear. I just thought, you know, hey, you know, I don't know. Angry Birds did okay, even though it was awful. I mean, so. technically if it's thirteenth on your list, it was only one off. So Thank you. you actually kind of nailed that one. Thank you. <laughs> I think I deserve seven points for that. I win. <laughs> I win. That's actually not – actually, if these had been 11, 12, and 13, I would have gotten a, a lot more points for those. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk overall winners. I'll give you the top five. No need to embarrass everybody down at the bottom. By the way, I did tweet out a link a while back that you can actually look and see where you placed. Uh, I may tweet that out again in case you're curious and you played. Um, we had – let's do – Number five was uh, the Twitter is at Scaticus. 
It's Scott is his name. He came in at number five. Uh, at Star City Mayor, Oliver Queen in at number four. Congratulations. Uh, Green Arrow. At Jeff Witty. Uh, Jeff came in number three. Uh, these, again, are non-guru you know, rankings. And then tied for number one, we have Nick Gomes, Mr. Gomes17 on Twitter, and uh, Chris Sisms, uh, Chris, uh, coming in at number one. So congrats to you guys. I'll go over their picks here in a second, but I do want to break that tie. They both, by the way, tied with Chris from CinemaSins with 59 points. So the top, you know, the number one was three people with 59 Breaking the tie by how many you picked exactly right, uh, I think, is the best way to do that. And in that case, because uh, Nick picked War for the Planet of the Apes exactly right and also Despicable Me exactly right, uh, our winner for the Summer Sum Game is Nick. Congratulations, Nick. You have won our respect, our love. And our five hundred dollar gift card. That no, we whoa, in the mail. hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> producer Phil does not speak for the Sif Pop Podcast. <laughs> the opinions of producer Phil are not the opinions of the Sif Pop Podcast. Uh, no, your prizes are love, respect, admiration of your peers. Uh, we'll send you out a tweet. Also, both Nick and Chris, uh, I will tweet at you. And uh, honestly, the prize is you get. Uh, time on uh, upcoming Sif Pop podcast to promote whatever you want. Cool. You can say whatever you want. You just type me a message, and I will present it to the Sif Pop audience. So that's what you win, a if, little bit of If notoriety. I do say so, that's worth more than $500. Oh, thank you, Phil. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're so kind. Uh, you want to go over their list here? Um, let's see. So our winner, Nick, had Guardians number one, Spider-Man number two, which is a very common thread, uh, Wonder Woman number three, Despicable Me, Nailed it at number four. Transformers at number five. Uh, then he had, let's see, Cars 3 at number six, which was very close. Pirates at number seven, which was very close. Nailed War for the Planet of the Apes at number eight. Then had Baywatch at number nine and Alien Covenant at number 10, neither of which scored. So a common theme for our winners is they didn't score those last two. Uh, he did, however, uh, score some points for Dunkirk in his wild cards. Okay. So uh, he did score a point there. He also had the Emoji Movie and the Mummy as his wild cards. Okay. Uh, our other winner, Chris, had uh, King Arthur, the Mummy, and Alien Covenant as his wild cards. None of those scored for him, but he had the same lineup. Guardians 1, Spider-Man 2, Wonder Woman 3, Despicable Me 4. Then he had Pirates at number 5, War for the Planet of the Apes at number 6, Transformers at number 7, Cars 3 at number 8. All of those, by the way, either one or two off, like so close. And then he had Baywatch at number 9 and Dunkirk at number 10. So he scored a few points for his number 10, Dunkirk. He actually had the most movies uh, on the top 10. He had 9 out of the 10 that he chose actually made the top 10. So congratulations again to our summer sum game winners. Uh, you guys are awesome. I will be tweeting at you and uh, getting your comments for an upcoming podcast. Before we head on to our Sift Quest, uh, wanted to mention our Patreon, patreon.com slash studio DNA. We have just come through uh, DNA Gives Back Month, where every single dollar for the month of August going to fight against human trafficking on the ground in Cambodia. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, there's been a flurry of giving this last week. Thank you for that. 
You raised, you ready for this? This is the grand total. Yeah, yeah. You raised $2,100. Oh, man, that's awesome. To give to our friend Bryn to help him hire somebody uh, to help do his investigations in Cambodia. $2,100 of the $3,000 goal. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, you guys got so close, can I still help out? Obviously, you can always give to Brent. Just contact me, let me know, and we'll figure out a way to uh, get him that support. Uh, we're really excited to write that check for him this month. Send that out to him, and we will be reporting back with the work that he's doing and how your support of Studio DNA is becoming uh, a lifesaver for these kids and women and men in Cambodia who are being used uh, and abused through the human trafficking there. So thank you for doing that. It's a big thing to us. We really believe in it. We'll be doing another give back next August. We want to donate one month of our support every single year to this. Uh, just as a reminder, if you were just doing a one-time gift, um, you know, make sure you lower that back down to whatever you want your monthly gift to be or cancel it or you know whatever you want to do. Uh, we'd obviously appreciate your monthly support for what goes on at the podcast network. Um, but uh, just wanted to give you a reminder there as well. But thank you so much for doing that. Uh, so many people um, to thank for those things. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to go through the list right here. I think we will on a future episode in one of the podcasts. Just go through and thank everybody individually. But um, but thank you so much for, for doing that. And again, if you want to support, it's patreon.com slash studio DNA. Okay, on to the Sift Quest, Phil. You ready to go on a Sift Quest? How far are we going though? Well, I mean, it depends on what it depends on what our listeners want us to do. Every week we go on a quest based on some question, some debate, some sort of movie trivia that you want answered. Uh, we are here to go on that quest for you. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter. Just tweet me at Aaron Dicer, or you can email feedback at sifpop.com. Today's Sif quest comes from So the Dane on Twitter. Here's what he says: Because reasons. Disney and Pixar have split into two completely separate entities again. However, they are both on the edge of dissol dissolving due to financial difficulties. <laughs> Disney dissolving due to financial difficulties. <laughs> That's funny, so the day. That's funny. You have the ability to bail out one, save the company, and have them make any movie you want. The other will not survive, selling off its properties and then melting away into history. Which do you save and what movie do you have them create? This was a lot tougher than I thought at first. At first I was like, well, Pixar. I love Pixar. But man, having Disney melt away and not exist anymore, that's a big deal. Like, I don't know. This one was, what did you think? Well, I mean. Like, there's two parts to the question, obviously. Yeah. So let's handle the first part first. Um yeah, it's it's so hard. I mean, it, we went through the summer movies just a little bit ago, and it's like how many of those movies were put out by Disney, and how many movies are they putting out year round? It's mm -hmm. like, I feel like every five movies that comes out is a Disney movie. Yeah. That's probably not at all accurate, right? But. Well, you know, I, it, I mean, he doesn't even specify Disney animation. Yeah, he just says Disney. I mean, it's so Star that's Wars, Star Marvel, Wars, and yeah. Marvel too, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's a big deal. Yeah, where'd you land? Um, I mean, gosh, it's like you're asking me to, it's like me asking you who your favorite son is. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's <laughs> Justin. You, you, okay. Good. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Justin's, got that out of the way. Justin's gonna listen to this and be like, yes, <laughs> I knew it. Um, I don't know. It's like, uh, do we really want to say goodbye to all the Pixar franchises? I mean, uh, Toy Story, Monsters mm -hmm. Inc., all these, sure. you know, cars, um, all these different things. But for me, like, if, it, if you took Star Wars off the list, let's say 
in this alternate universe that we're creating right now, mm-hmm. Disney never bought Lucasfilm. Uh, I think it'd be a little easier choice for me as much as I love the superhero yeah. movies, but I can't live without Star Wars right now. Like, right. I, I have to have those movies keep going because if they were just to stop right now in the middle of the, the story that they're building with Ray and Finn mm-hmm. and all these guys, I, that would be that would be like the worst travi- no, travesty I hear you. in cinema history. So. All right, so you're, you're going to save Disney. You're going to let Pixar die. I, I hate to let jerk. Pixar die, but I, I don't know. Star Wars for me is... Well, it shouldn't surprise anybody that I landed on Pixar eventually. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Uh, but, yeah, I can't – Pixar can't go away. They're just too brilliant. Uh, and you know what saved it for me? And you can go ahead and keep your answer, but I kind of yeah. disagree with what you said because it does say they sell off their properties. So Star Wars doesn't okay, have gotcha. to go away. It okay. just means Disney isn't making it. Now, I like what Disney is doing with Star Wars. So it's still a loss, right? You know, if they sell it off to Fox, oh, who knows? You know, like you just you just don't know if, you know, the next X-Men movie is going to be, you know, good or bad with them. But, uh, you know, so I don't want that for Star Wars. I like what Disney is doing with them. Yeah. But uh, I just can't. I can't let Pixar go. And if Disney goes away, I feel like John Lasseter then gets to focus back on Pixar, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and make some incredible movies. So I think I have to keep Pixar. I, it's still a close vote for me, but I think I'm gonna still keep my answer. I think mm-hmm. mostly just because when Disney bought Lucasfilm, a lot of the outcry from the fans and a lot of the um, you know, wondering from fans and stuff like that was, is Disney going to destroy this franchise? You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to ify it mm-hmm. and make it um, very kiddish or very, you know, um, not in line with everything that we loved from the prequel tw- trilogy that we didn't like with the, I'm sorry, the other way around. I was going to say, yeah, the what original universe trilogy. are you <laughs> yeah, living four, in? Four, five, six was great. One, two, three, not so much. And, and maybe, is this going to drive it even more into the ground? Seeing what they've done, how they've revitalized a mm-hmm. franchise that we thought was shepherded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would be, I would be very, uh, just very sad about watching it change hands a third time, like into a third set of hands. Mm-hmm. And then, and then at that point, all bets are off. You know, who yeah. knows if we even get the same movies that we were gonna, originally going to get. So, and honestly, and I, and I said this at the beginning of the show, I'm such a huge superhero fan too, that, you know, all the, the plans that they're, they're what, six, seven years out on, on their timeline, the calendar yeah. for all these yeah. movies. I just, I would hate to see all of that goodwill and momentum shattered sure. in the middle of, of what they're going for. So yeah, it would be tough to, to lose some of these, the, you know, and, and who knows what Pixar new IPs Pixar even has in the can that we would lose out on. That would be, that would be travesty as well. In the so. chat, DJM three says I'd have to go with Disney, especially if it includes Marvel. I haven't big, been a big fan of anything. Pixar has made since Ratatouille with the exception of Inside Out. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way. I don't feel that way. I I love almost everything. The only thing I the only thing I didn't love love that Pixar has made is Cars 2. Yeah. Um so that's quite a track record uh for me, but I know everybody's different. So let's talk about the second part of the question, which is okay, now you have them create a movie. So you've saved Disney. What's the movie you have them create? So this is a new IP, like a completely different. Totally up to you. You get to make a movie. I'm rethinking my answer. Can you? Can you? Sure, go first? I'll go with mine. <laughs> I want to see Pixar do a true story film, a based Ooh. on a true story film. Okay. And I want to see them go. Uh, I want. I want to see them take a step towards almost a more serious Oscar contenderish, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, find a true story. The one I was thinking of 
have you ever heard the story of the Winchester Mansion? I don't think so. So the Winchester Mansion is this uh, place. This woman lost her husband, rich, wealthy couple, and was afraid that you know his ghost was going to haunt her. And so she kept adding fake stairs, fake rooms, fake things in this mansion. So you never know. Like you go start walking up the stairs, and it just it goes to a wall, or you could open a door and. You know, it goes somewhere else. So she, she would. Her idea was that she was going to trick any ghosts that came into this house. They wouldn't know how to haunt the house. Hmm. So I thought you could have a little bit of fun there, but still have it overall be serious in what this woman's dealing with. Uh, and you know, I just think it'd be really interesting to see a more serious computer generated with with the brain and brilliance of Pixar. You know, able to do that. Um, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see him take a step in that direction. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was going to go like existing franchise, like something mm-hmm. in the in the Star Wars universe or something like that. Um, but we're already getting like a Han Solo movie, and I guess the new rumor now is that um, the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie is supposedly in the works, mm-hmm. and, um, and that they're going to kind of flesh that out. Um, I honestly like even more Star Wars is is always good for me. I'm just, I've always been a huge fan. Uh, I'm currently reading the Star Wars comics, um, which are, it's kind of like they're in between the fourth and fifth movie right now and kind of fleshing out some of the stuff that happens in that interim time that we don't get to see on screen. Um, I think some of those would actually make really good films. Um, there's always more Marvel stuff that I think that they could do. They're, they're either ignoring or not quite getting to some of the, the Marvel comics that I think are really great. Um, nowadays, like, um, I mean, if I was going to pick one movie from comics that, that, yeah, they, should, that, that they should do, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt today is, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, when, before the Spider-Man homecoming thing was solidified, the big rumor going around was that, um, Donald Glover, is that his name from community? Yep. Uh, was who was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, he actually mm-hmm. is in that film. And the big rumor going around was that he was going to play Miles Morales, which is this great character. He's my favorite character in all comics, um, made by Brian Michael Bendis for Marvel. And uh, they, the, just the rumor around Hollywood for several years now has been they've been toying with the idea of doing a live-action movie for, starring him, and that maybe he would, even he would be the Disney version of spider-man if they never worked out something with sony so what ended up not not happening that that deal ended up not happening because they you know got into cahoots with with sony and Mm -hmm. struck a deal with them and so that kind of puts a rest and put to bed the miles morales rumors so i i would say probably you know make that miles morales movie and then somehow uh tied into spider-man homecoming and what they're doing now i would i would kill to have a miles morales movie for sure so yeah, I think th- I think they've got that in the. I think they're thinking their way through that because I think I the so. Donald Glover character is supposed to be not Miles Morales, but his uncle or or whatever. Let's the kind of the because he mentioned something about you know his nephew or whatever. Uh, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think it probably head that way. Well, there you go. Thank you, so the Dane. Appreciate the Sift Quest that you put us on. Uh, hopefully, we journeyed together to a fun place for you. Uh, if you'd like to launch us on a Sift Quest yourself, again, feel free to tweet at me at Aaron Dicer or go to uh, your email and email uh, email feedback at siftpop.com. Let's finish off with uh, some buried treasure. What yep. do you got, Phil? So, I'm going to recommend an app that probably hasn't been done a little bit on the show, but. Um, 
I've been playing. Uh, I'm not a, a huge fan of free to play games because I think at some point they just it just becomes a money grab. Like they're just mm-hmm. constantly hounding you for more cash and stuff like that. One game that I think doesn't do that very much and is in a genre that I don't typically see with free to play games is a fairly new game called Golf Clash. So I don't golf know. Golf Clash? Golf Clash. So it's a terrible name. Like it's, I Is think it's like Clash of Clans, but with golfing? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so um, it is basically, um, to, just to kind of give you the 30 second representation, you are playing one hole of golf. Just one hole, one, well, not even a hole, like nine holes or 18 holes okay. of golf. One, one hole of golf against one person, and whoever gets it in the fewest number of strokes wins. And um, you, like, I think the gamification, the free-to-play part of it is you, you can collect clubs, and yes, you can pay extra money for better clubs and stuff like that that help you perform better. Um, but they've got, like, ranking system, and it's all free. Like, I've never put a dime into it, and I've been playing it um, you know, uh, obsessively for probably 20 or 30 minutes a day, every day for a while now since it mm. came out. So, um, even if you're not a golf, like I don't play golf in real life, but I like golf games and I haven't played one in a while. And since this one's free to play and gives you that kind of, um, uh, competitive nature of like playing someone in real time, like as you're, as you're performing your next stroke there, you wait and you watch them do theirs. And so you get that, that, that real-time instant competitive feedback. So, yeah, it's really fun. I, I'm really enjoying it. I play it every night. So. And it's called Golf Clash. Golf Clash. It's free. I know it's on iOS, and it. I would be surprised if it wasn't also on Android. Okie doke. Golf Clash. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that is, I think, about four years old, and I just saw it again recently. And I think so many people have missed out on this movie. And it's so great. The heart and it's just so wonderful. It's a movie called Philomena. And I think it made my top five of that year, my top five films of that year. It is the true story of a woman who went to search for her adult son um, after that son was taken away from her, you know, when she was younger uh, and she was forced to live in a convent. Uh, it stars Judy Dench uh, in Steve Coogan. And it's just full of heart and life. And it's one of those types of movie movies that if you look at the title her name is philomena and then you look at the poster maybe even look at the trailer you know whatever you just go i don't ever need to see that movie (laughs) i get it blah 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 heart going for the sun blah it's just one of those things where you miss out on a story that's just great and it's it's one of those movies that i feel like i have to keep pushing people to see because otherwise nobody's going to see it so i thought i'd bring it up i wasn't sure if i did a buried treasure on it you know back in the day, but I wanted to, since I had seen it recently, bring it back up again. It's called Philomena, P-H-I-L-O-M-E-N-A. Are you being serious? Yeah. So it's, it's my first name yes. and then some letters after it. Yes. Okay. It is the female version of the name <laughs> Phil. Yes. Don't call me that in the future. <laughs> I, I, producer Phil, Phil, whatever you want, but not Philomena. Producer Philomena. <laughs> I, I love Judy Dench, so yeah, that's one to check out. Dame Judy Dench, I think we're supposed to call her. <laughs> well, we did it, Phil. We did a podcast. One more. Congratulations. One more in the can. It's in the bank. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks again to today's guru. It's Philomena. I mean, no. Philomedia. <laughs> Phil, it's producer Phil. Thank what you, you got, sir. What do you got going on, Phil? 
Uh, well, you can always check us out at the horriblemoviepodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Just search Horrible Movie even, and it will be the first thing that pops up. Uh, we do two episodes every week. We do a Tuesday episode that's um, basically a, a preview episode. We just kind of chew the fat and talk about just whatever is on our minds. And then we watch the trailer for the upcoming movie this uh, that's coming out. So uh, if you're listening to this before next week, like here in the next couple days after it, it uh, posts on the podcast, uh, this next week uh, we have our friend Dave on 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 tuesday and then uh on friday and the movie that we're doing is wild wild west the old movie with will smith so uh, yeah definitely definitely. a horrible movie and and we've been having some uh some guests uh even from like recently like across the pond over in england recently uh i know you guys have done that too on Mm -hmm. on sip pop um so yeah we're, we're branching out trying to some other things so definitely check us out uh, Wild Wild West, surprisingly enough, as bad of a movie as it is, at this point is probably underrated. Like, there's, yeah. there's some <laughs> decent stuff. Will Smith is always Will Smith. You know what yeah. I mean? Even when he's in a bad movie. So, <laughs> it'll be interesting to hear that come. It'll be interesting to hear that conversation for sure. Much love and gratitude as well to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the Studio DNA Network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. And thank you again for your amazing support uh, during uh, DNA Gives Back Month, raising over 2000 to fight human trafficking in Cambodia. You can find out more information about how to support us at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with us if you want. Uh, you can do it at SoundCloud. You can tweet at us, uh, leave a comment in Apple Music, or you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than predicting how well a DC movie will do at the box office. Uh, We don't have any spoiler chat this week because we didn't really talk a movie. And like I said, we'll hopefully be back with a special edition from WizardCon in Nashville uh, next week. But if not, we'll see you back on the 15th to talk some more movies. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.